0: Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts.
1: When I started to realize that I wanted a certain amount of money and a certain amount of uh, exposure to um, to successful ideas and to money-making ideas, I really started to invest in in masterminds and in uh, group coaching or private coaching with people that uh, that were the kind of people that I wanted to be around. They were the kind of people that I wanted to uh, learn from. They were people that were a few steps ahead of me. And when you surround yourself with people like that, you really get a great education and you also get networked into, a, uh, uh, into opportunities that you normally wouldn't have.
0: Tamar Hermes, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. You are the master of wealth strategies. You run the Wealth Building Concierge Mastermind. And today, we will dig into money mindset, meaning how to navigate your relationship with money and also what to do with your money and all the money that you're making or that you plan to make. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Let's jump into mindset. Something that I absolutely love about you is you are around some of the, I don't want to call them wealthiest, let's call them successful people in the entrepreneur world. And you have diversified your money, which we'll talk about that buzzword diversify late a little bit later, but let's start with kind of the mindset and relationship with money, and what you've seen working with these highly successful entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah. So, that's we're actually on a great start for money mindset. Cause the first thing was you hang around all of these, mm, I don't want to call them too wealthy. The first thing that I think is super important when we're talking about money is. Em- Being okay with money. We've been told for so long that money is bad or people with money are greedy. And we even shy away from saying, hey, I hang out with the top 1%. I do. I do hang out with them because that's who I am. That's what I want to be. That's who I want to surround myself with. And so I embrace all of that. And I think that one of the first things when we're talking about mindset is to start being okay with having money being okay with with the idea that money actually can do a lot of great things in the world instead of looking at some of the negative things that we've been trained to think about growing up yeah
0: that's a great point there's this this weird relationship that some people have with money like money is so good but oh uh, money it's so bad and I personally kind of have had the mindset of okay, well, if I need more money, I'd rather go out and get more money because to me, saving money is a lot harder than going out and making money.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, with the Amazon selling, it does kind of feel that way. If you get another product or you just bump up your SEO, your advertising, whatever you guys do, you can definitely keep making more money. We always Say in the wealth world, you want to be making money, but you also want to be paying attention to keeping money. So there's yeah, well, I the, keep the- a
0: lot of money. I guess if I'm thinking like like to launch a new product, if I need ten thousand dollars to launch a new product, I'd rather make ten thousand more dollars to fund my business than have to find ten thousand dollars in my business to save.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that that makes sense. I think it depends on how your funnels work and that leads into a diversification play. But if you have a way to make more money, then yeah, you don't need to take some, you don't need to save it. A lot of people feel more comfortable saving because they uh, like to stockpile a bit because it makes them feel more secure. So, uh, so it just depends on. Uh, how, what your goals are and how you navigate in terms of thinking about whether or not you would spend or save. Yes. And I definitely save. And I have always
0: saved. I saved so much of the money I made all through college because I had this like fear that college was ending. And then I landed a really nice job. And if only I'd started my Amazon business back then, but I spent all my time in the corporate world working only at one company. I didn't even... Have you know two streams of income until I was you know in my mid thirties
1: there's so much to unpack here let's dive into first the idea that you worked at a job and you stayed there because you wanted to save money and make sure you had enough and I think this goes back to the money mindset theme that we're talking about where we don't really know how much is enough and we're never really taught how to gauge that. And so a lot of times we are on this hamster wheel of more, 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 and it can be a real stressor. And it can also stop money from coming in sometimes if we have negative ideas about uh, what we're capable of, because you might've thought back then, I have to work this job. I have to work this many hours. I have to save this much money instead of knowing how to navigate or having the the some of the tools where you could say, okay, um, I'm going to I'm going to keep working, but I'm going to start an Amazon business if only I knew, right?
0: (laughs) Right. Yes, I did. When I wanted to leave my corporate job, I started doing like side consulting jobs. But that was so I could leave my job because I was so scared to leave my corporate job.
1: Yeah, I think we all go through that the golden handcuffs we call it, right? We're we're getting that steady income coming in and luckily the women of Amazon know better. <laughs> they're entrepreneurs and they're doing their thing. So you've already broken out of that of that chain of the golden handcuffs and now probably making money and wanting to make more money and maybe coming into some of that mindset where you're asking yourself, do I have enough? And how much is enough? And dealing with that equation.
0: It is. So how do you navigate that? So it's like, do I have enough? How much is enough? How much do I want?
1: What am I going to do with it? Those are all great questions. And I think the, the best way that I have found is to actually sit down and really ask yourself what you really want and what you really need in terms of your life and and your money. And I think that that is often confrontational for us, because when we're thinking of making a lot of money, a lot of us are making more and more. And then oftentimes a lot of the people that that I know, they are actually at a point where they Maybe you should buy a plane or a boat and you start thinking about these things, but sometimes you don't really want a plane or a boat. Maybe you want to do more with charity. And so it's important to uh, to sit down and really look at, okay, these are the expenses that really allow me to live the way I want to live. These are the expenses that are going to give me that boat or plane if that's something that I really want. And then how much is that, how much is that bottom line versus how much can I make without Feeling stressed. And I think when we start having those conversations, we get clarity around, okay, I can make this much and I will, I will have this much money coming in and you can start to feel better about it, that uh, better about your choices and instead of being on the hamster wheel.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like you have to sit down and think what it is that you really want. But do people struggle that you've worked with with like what I really want? Like for me, I just want financial freedom and time and travel and experiences. And but other people feel like, okay, well, you know, my neighbor has this big boat. Maybe I need a bigger
1: boat. Maybe they want the bigger boat. Yeah, some people really, some people want it and they have reasons for it. But oftentimes we're chasing ideas and things that we want because of something that we decided as a kid that we thought that's going to make me feel worthwhile or that's going to bring me joy or that's going to be important for my life. And I think it's great if you really want that and you're working toward that. I think that the problem comes when it, hits your self-esteem and your self-worth at a deep Mm. core. And I think even when we sit down, a lot of times we're so far removed from the feelings and the wounds that we have around money. And someone like me who grew up poor without a lot of resource it's easy for me to slip back into a place where I worry about not having enough. And so sitting down and really looking at it rationally and also because your listeners and audience are having uh, having products on Amazon and selling and they know they can count on maybe a certain amount of sales at a certain point, they kind of have an income stream coming in where they can gauge OK, if I have this coming in and I know this is continually going to come in, then I don't need to be worried on this end if I have enough or if I'll be able to afford the plane or whatever it is that I want. Ultimately, obviously, a plane is a big endeavor endeavor. Yeah. I, I would never want a plane. I would sooner give the money to charity. That's just me. If I want to fly, I'm, I'm fine flying commercial, I, I don't mind. But uh, some people make a lot of money and that's something that they feel like they want. Sometimes it's a convenience thing if your business is really busy and you're traveling a lot and you want to get back home. Uh, time is always worth a lot of money to a lot of people. So that's another choice.
0: Yes, time is worth a lot of money. And that's something I learned when I had my, my five-year-old is I'm a lot more careful with My time, and it's amazing how fast time goes.
1: Absolutely, yes, it's so true, and that's why it's always important when you're looking at uh, your value uh, to see what how much money you really need and what how much time that's actually costing you. And those are questions that you want to go deep with when you're thinking about your mindset and how much is enough. I have certain equations that I look at in terms of, uh, in terms of my, my, uh, real estate portfolio and how much money that brings into me, whether I work or not the same way that you look at Amazon and look at your products and how many sales you can count on that. It's the same kind of thing where we can start to gauge. Okay. If I have this much, then, then, I can I can peel back a little bit and spend more time with my 5-year-old which is really valuable to me or maybe I maybe I will make less but I'll have that time. So it's it's all a balance and act and it all has to do with you also realizing how much money you really need, how much money you really want and where is it along your trajectory of wanting and needing money? Is it falling into a space of a narrative that you had from early on around money that is hurting you, that is keeping you from feeling satisfied. And where money, mm-hmm. where you're chasing money or where money is really kind of the controller of your choices, a lot of us work way too much and spend too many hours at work and miss out on a lot of family time because we want to make sure we have more and more more. But then we're losing the time with the family. So these are all questions we want to navigate.
0: What about on the flip side? What about anybody who's listening or anybody in general who is almost afraid to make money? Like maybe they, you know, can rely on their partner, but they have the skills and the talent and they want to go out and make money, but something holds them back.
1: Yes. A lot of that is a self-worth issue. And I Mm -hmm. have come to understand that more and more through clients, through my own journey. When you are blocking money and your abilities, a lot of it has to do with you realizing what you're capable of. And a lot of times we've lived with that story for so long where we've told ourselves, no, 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 um, my husband or my spouse will do it and they'll make the money and I'll, be over here, even though you have an idea and even though you have the inclination and the desire. And part of it is that when you get used to the story, the story, and I'm sure for anyone that's studied therapy understands this, it's the same with money, which is that you're thinking that you're comfortable in that space. You know what that means. You know what that feeling's like. As soon as you unlock that piece and say, No, no, I am going to make the money. I am going to create this business. I am going to soar. All of a sudden, you can't lean back on that anymore. And you become a new person, you become a new identity. And that's really scary to a lot of people. So a lot of times when we are holding back, it has to do with those those feelings that we've had early on. And so one way that you can combat that is by being honest with yourself and looking at places where things aren't quite working for you and asking yourself, Am I afraid of something here? Am I holding back here? And stepping forward in spite of those, in spite of those hesitations, instead of beating yourself up. So, like, let's say you had a target of seven figures this year and you made, um, you know, 800,000 and you're thinking, gosh darn, I couldn't make that seven figures. So instead of beating yourself up about that, honoring where you're at and being, uh, being graceful for the process of how far you've come and how far you're growing, because it's all this journey that we're on. And I just feel like we let money kind of dictate it's money is measurable. It's a great measure marker uh, because mm-hmm. it's, it's easy for us to say, okay, if I hit a, a million, then I'm good. If I don't hit a million, then I'm bad. It's just a way that yeah. we mark. Unfortunately, it's a tangible thing that we can do. It's the same thing with weight. And all it does is make ourselves feel bad. So I think I I always like to say, okay, well, I'll make this, um, you know, and or something close to it, or I will be compassionate to myself. If I'm not quite there, I'll look at the things that I can do. And I'll see maybe where there might be something where I'm blocking myself.
0: Sometimes if I'm talking with other females, I mean, men too, I don't mean to just generalize with women. It's just you know, I have these conversations more with women um, and I'll hear them talk about, you know, I, I want to start on Amazon or I, I want to start a business and I'm like take a step outside yourself and like what would you say if you're listening to a friend saying this? Like it's not even you. You would tell your friend like, hey, of course you should do it. Like you can go out and make money. I do it. You do it. Anybody can do it. I'm not that special. But you're right. It, they can kind of talk themselves out of it.
1: The hardest part is the first step. And when we're in a story around money and how much we can make, it gets very challenging to step through that door because this is how we've come to know ourselves. This is what we've told ourselves. And so it is it it, it is imperative that you decide if you want to do something to realize that. It's you know what's the worst thing that can happen, and I love what will a friend tell you? A friend would tell you to go for it, and just know that if you're failing, then you're probably doing something right because nobody gets gets to success unscathed. (laughs) Uh, You know, we might know a couple people uh, in our circle, Joey, that um, that seem to like always hit home runs, but uh, you know, they have their challenges too. Yes. I need those people to
0: get up and tell us all their mistakes.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because everyone has them and that's all part of it. And then you just have to ask yourself if you are one of those women that's listening or men, and you've been thinking, I really want to start an Amazon business, then just decide, take the first step. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You'll just end up Maybe not having a success at first. And then you've got to, you've got to try again. But every time you don't have a success, it brings you closer to a success and ask yourself if you are comfortable being the kind of person that makes a certain amount of money because uh, there's, there are studies that show that we do have money thresholds. So in our minds, and I'm sure. Uh, a lot of listeners have experienced this where you were young and you thought, Oh, if I could just make a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. Like if I can make a hundred thousand a year, I'll be set. I, I know I had that. I just, that was my number. And then it was really hard to get to 250. It was hard to get to higher because you just get in your mind that that's the yeah. number. And then you're kind of creating this mental ceiling and to, to be making more requires a different Part of you that you're that you don't know yet, so it's scary,
0: it is scary and it's intimidating. And if you don't go for it, though, which is more scary not doing it or taking the risk to do it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, I think always. I think in my mind, I feel like I constantly live with a little bit of tension every day. There's always something that I'm doing that I'm not quite there with. And it kind of makes me crazy that I'm like that. Uh, and yet I also know that that is the reason that I'm able to have the success that I have because I'm willing to put me in that space. And it's really just at the end of the day, it's about growth. And it, it is also releasing the idea that money is finite, that there's not enough for all of us. That's something also another idea that a lot of women have where they just feel like, well, if I make a certain amount of money, then I'm taking it away from somebody else. Uh, the government helped us understand that you could just print more.
0: <laughs> yes, they're printing all the time. Those machines run 24-7.
1: Absolutely. So it's important to ask yourself those questions if you feel certain blocks. And I do think sometimes if you're looking at starting an Amazon company, or let's say you have one and it's doing well, and you're listening to this, but you want to go to the next level, is to ask yourself some of these questions around money and your relationship to it and understanding, okay, what does enough look like? And sort of leaning into that a little bit to say, okay, I have enough. I can survive. Nothing's terrible is going to happen to me if I go the next leap, or if I believe that, that, is, that the world is abundant, that there's enough for me or more than enough for me.
0: Yeah. And like, why not?
1: There's enough why for not? other people. Of course, there's enough for
0: all of us. Exactly. I think
1: so. so- and I think that that mm-hmm, I think that, that we do lose our way with that.
0: I do, and you've been a great example of diversifying your your finances. And that's kind of been that's like a buzzword to me—diversification. Or you have to diversify. So, can we delve into why having a mix of income sources can help alleviate this mindset, but also really set you up for uh, financial success?
1: Absolutely. So if you think about it logically, if you have, let's say you have one Amazon product and it's doing gangbusters. Now, it's great to go narrow and deep. And we all know that that's kind of the key to success is to just put all your concentration into the product and keep figuring out how you can make it better, how you can sell more, how you can market better, all of the pieces. And yet at the end of the day, there's just this one product. And so that's why I believe that a lot of uh, a lot of it, it, um, Amazon sellers or investors were always looking at okay, what else can we can I do? And it just makes sense that if you have two products and they're both doing equal, if one just starts to fall off, then you've got the other one to rely on. So I even take it a step further and think it's not just business, it's not just Amazon, but what about mm-hmm. real estate? What about crypto? What about uh? Commodities. What about stock market? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the stock market, but still, it's viable. It's real. Um, and yeah. if at a certain point you have uh, more than enough uh, money to fund all the businesses that you want, then you can start putting the money into other vehicles. We were talking about this earlier, and you were saying that you know you'll if you have if you needed ten thousand dollars, you would just take some of the profits and go into an, and start another Amazon business. Well, that also is a, a way of diversifying. But uh, it, it, it's very important to be thinking about uh, different options that you can have where income streams can be floating in. So let's talk about
0: real estate. Um, I definitely have investments in real estate and have had for a very long time and, um, give me some tips for our listeners around that, because I think knowing you and talking to you, like, like you have a passion for that and using real estate, um, to kind of give you that financial, um, com- not comfort, but like a positive mindset.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate of real estate because 90% of millionaires are made through real estate and it is something that over time if you continue to invest in it and you hold on to properties in good locations then you will ultimately get the benefit of the value of that property going up and i would say in 1626 the dutch supposedly bought all of manhattan for 24 dollars of trinkets and beads so need i say more we want to be buying real estate, and it's it's an important, it's, an, it's such an important vehicle for every single person to own some property in some way. No matter what, no matter what it is, even if it's your own home, I think it's important. I think if you have rentals, it's great. I think if you have some some sort of uh, commercial properties, you can also do it passively. So you have your Amazon companies, and you're really busy, but maybe you have a few hundred thousand that you want to allocate toward other resource. You can put those in with other operators and get returns on that. Now, will it be the kind of returns that you get on Amazon? Probably not. But that's the other thing is that you want to create different income streams so that you're hedging against a market shift. So right now, Amazon is so hot and it will likely remain hot for a very long time However, depends on your product. But yeah, it depends on your product. Yeah. So like, let's say mm-hmm. your product, all of a sudden, you know, people decide that they don't want it as much or you thought you were going to exit, but mm-hmm. then everybody pulled back. So you want to be able to have maybe a couple properties so that maybe you have income streams or maybe that's creating revenue for later on. Uh, there are um, later on in your life. Uh, that you have it for longevity. Uh, I also um, am very big on whole life insurance there um, and uh, those sorts of policies. There's so many options where you can really start to allocate into different areas. And for me, real estate is one of the key ones that uh, you really... Can- can't go wrong with. Now granted if you buy, you know if you bought in at the top of 2022 and you paid too much and you 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 did not get a low interest rate, if you did everything wrong, then you might be challenged. But if you really ran your numbers, then the likelihood of you doing better than okay is very good.
0: Yeah, and even if, say, you did buy then, you hold on to it longer, especially, I mean, you and I both live in Austin, Texas, so properties are just going up and up and up.
1: They are. Yeah, the Austin market has been great. We have seen a little bit of correction, and uh, some surveys say that, uh, that the short-term rental market here has dropped 40%. I haven't seen that with my own short-term rental properties here in Austin, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people that maybe have seen the dip if they're not strategizing. Because at the end of the day, owning properties as a uh, as an investment, if it's not your primary, turns into a business. So it's the same thing. You have to sp- spend the same sort of attention to it. And you have to use marketing strategies, and you need to get your name out there, and you need to create uh, offers for for people so that you get seen. So it's all the same. It's the same principles.
0: Yes, I like that. Um, and one thing I learned with the short-term rentals, like vacation home type of rentals that we've owned, um, got to factor in the management company, especially if, I mean, it's very difficult to do it yourself if you, like, I don't live at the coast of Texas. So we have to pay a management company. And those fees are pretty steep. And it does cut into the actual profits that you get to take home at the end of the year.
1: A hundred percent. It's the same thing I would imagine as running an Amazon business where maybe you decide you don't want to be the one handling some of the operations. So you hire an operator. Well, that's going to take off your bottom line. It's the same thing with a rental. If you're you're not going to manage it because you don't have the time, so you're going to hire a property manager, and operator, and that's going to take out of your bottom line, and all those fees need to be calculated in. Um, the nice thing with an Amazon store is that generally you don't have things breaking um, at the. Um, <laughs> air conditioner. Know. Uh, yeah, like an air conditioner. <laughs> I, I've had three go out in the last, you know, year, um, and they're they're pretty pricey. And uh, you yeah. never want a, um, a tenant or a guest in, in Texas without an AC. They're not very happy.
0: Yes. No, they are not. And I've experienced that many, many times. Um, what are other um, like interesting ways to diversify money?
1: Yeah. So um, a lot of uh, investors now and business owners, and we've seen this with very large companies, are investing in crypto, taking a position there as a hedge against inflation, commodities. There's gold. Uh, You know, we got taken off the gold standard in the Nixon years and gold was always uh, a great hedge against inflation and a great asset to own uh, well, I guess we'd call it asset. It's a great commodity to own. And so gold, silver, those are places where people put a percentage of their net worth. And that might be something that both of those might be something that uh, viewers that are making a lot of extra income want to consider to sort of hedge against, uh, hedge against um, their uh, the, all their Amazon chips to put them into different compartments. Those are great, great ways to go as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's like some of that, like I wouldn't do, but it's nice to know all the options and it really comes down to like, what are you comfortable with? Like I'm very comfortable with, with the stock market and, um, but it all intrigues me. Like I want to learn more about the gold. Maybe what, what it is is I just don't know a lot about it. So to me, it's like intimidating because I don't understand it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the work that I do in Wealth Building Concierge is finding the experts and having people teach women like us that just don't really know things about it and maybe aren't exposed to it or maybe don't understand it because I found that it when you're growing wealth, it, it's, it's, it, it can be a little bit of a landmine because things are changing, you get different answers, you don't know where to step. Uh, and uh, similar to to the Amazon businesses where, you know, you, you start growing and growing and then starting to think, okay, how do I expand this? What are the other, what are the choices? How do I go uh, left or right? And then that's when you start getting mentorship and, and making sure uh, that, you, that you have questions like that answered.
0: Yes, great point. It is so good to just get mentors. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely the stuff you're not going to learn if you're at your corporate job. And they certainly don't really teach this in college. So y- you and I met when we were at a mastermind that costs $25,000 to be a part of because we invest in ourselves to learn this kind of stuff.
1: 100%. And I have also found that this is another piece that we didn't really talk about that I think has made a huge difference in my life is when I started to realize that I wanted a certain amount of money and a certain amount of uh, exposure to, um, to successful ideas and to money making ideas, I really started to invest in in masterminds and in uh, group coaching or private coaching with people that uh, that were the kind of people that I wanted to be around. They were the kind of people that I wanted to uh, learn from. They were people that were a few steps ahead of me. And when you surround yourself with people like that, you really get a great education and you also get networked into a uh, into opportunities that you normally wouldn't have and I just uh, I just can't say enough about the difference that it's made in my life uh, just to really uh, up level uh, the the people you're around it's even uh, it goes back to that, uh that old saying that you're the some fi- the of the five people that you hang around and when you hang around abundant mindset people or you hang around people that uh have multimillion dollar amazon businesses or that have exited them you'll start to learn and start to uh, absorb the uh the the way of being plus you get to be with those people which is which is really great and that also i have to say Is also a level of commitment in yourself that has a lot to do with money, with how you see yourself, because let's 25,000 is a substantial investment. So you have to feel confident enough in yourself to say, I, I feel Mm -hmm. that I am worthy of being a part of this and of learning with these peers.
0: Yes. Great point. And with the mindset of I'm going to take action, like I am going to learn two, three, five things that I will implement into my life and into my business to get the ROI on spending that kind of money. That's how I, I chalk it up myself when, when my business partner, Jamie, and I are like, we can do these masterminds, but we have to hold ourselves
1: accountable to implement. I love that. And it's great that you have that partnership so that you can hold each other accountable because it's easy to take in a lot of information and then kind of get lost in the weeds and not implement.
0: It is. And it's kind of funny that you and I flew to LA to be in the same room around these brilliant minds and we live five minutes apart from each other.
1: Yeah, that was great. See, and you never know. We never would have met each other. And so no. it's just another case in point. And the other thing that I realized to you about expanding yourself and uh, with your money, with your business is uh, when you invest in these opportunities, it just can be sometimes as simple as meeting one person that can make the huge difference because people are so powerful together. And, you know, maybe someone pours into you and sees you in a certain way you hadn't seen yourself and it gets you to that next level. And that's not just, a, that's not even a beginner. You can be an extremely, extremely successful uh, entrepreneur and meet someone that just takes you to, the, to new heights. Great point, great point.
0: And tomorrow, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, we know that... You, your company is called Wealth Building Concierge. And then how would you like people to reach out?
1: They can just pop me an email, tamar at wealthbuildingconcierge.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Tamar Hermes and Instagram at Tamar Hermes. Wonderful. Yes,
0: taking advantage of your brilliant mind and what you've learned and also to be in a mastermind around other people who want to build wealth and manage their mindset along with how they're going to save and make more money is a very cool business you've got
1: thank you yeah for me it's is where uh i found myself on my journey wanting to find the best people to create trust, the best knowledge in terms of investments, the best opportunities, how to diversify the portfolio. And I was just looking at all those things thinking, I'm doing this, God, wouldn't it be great to do it with peers? And that that was kind of how the mastermind was born. And it is a lot of fun. Businesses are work, <laughs> but yes. hopefully they're fun work. So you are enjoying what you're doing.
0: Exactly. That's part of it. It's like, yes, I work and this is what I do, but I love it so much that it doesn't feel like work that I almost do it too much. I'm like, oh, right. This is actually work, but I love it.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Find the things that you like to do. And even if you have an Amazon company, obviously you're likely looking at places where you can hand off things you don't want to do. That's one of the hardest things for us as
0: business owners. It totally is. Yes. The control and the perfectionism. Yes. Well, Tamar, I hope to have you on again. And until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amz fearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the fearless sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.